I hope your day is full of blackberries and sidekicks and Nokia's. And um, that's all I have. I thought for sure I was going to be able to recall lots of different old technology pieces, but all I had was sidekicks and blackberries. Guys, what's up? Happy Wednesday. Get after it. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. I never say that it's hump day because it feels hack. You know, it feels like people, people have done it. People have seen it, but I feel like being a hack today. Happy hump day. It's, it's Wednesday. Today's guest is the one, the only Shane Moss. We have an amazing, insightful, scientific conversation about his latest residency at Area 15 in Las Vegas. He's doing a psychedelic comedy show. But before we get into this week's episode of Shank with Shane Moss, there's just something I want to tell you about, and that socks. Oh, yeah. Look down at your feet right now. Are you wearing socks? If you're not wearing socks, ask yourself why, you dirty little piggy. Get some socks. It's time. Um, Not only are these socks so comfy, but they have so many amazing designs to choose from. Whether you're into lollipops or aliens, there's a pair of socks for you. Um, Shop ohyeah.com. That's three O's H-Y-E-A-H.com. Discount code Sarah10 for 10% off unique sock designs and uh, I am coming to Texas next week yeehaw your girl is gonna be in Austin Texas next week come see me I'm headlining at Vulcan Gas Co April 7th come out support live comedy I'm gonna be doing sets all over the Austin area next week so look out for me at Princess Shank on Instagram and Twitter for show dates and I'm also coming to Arizona in June with Kim Congdon we're coming to Mic Drop Mania Um, that's the 23rd and 24th of June all right guys let's get into this episode of Shank with the one the only Shane Moss here it is thanks I want to look 23. How old are you? 35. You're 35? Yeah, I'm oh, 36. Oh, you look so <laughs> young. Really? Yeah. I would have said 28, 29. Really? Yeah. No, I'm going to be 36. Okay, nice. You hear that? It's menopause. It's knocking. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with that. Nothing <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta make no the more best birth out control. of it. Hell yeah, dude! Ready? Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hell yeah, guys! Welcome back to another episode of Shank. I'm Sarah Weinshank, and today's guest is the one, the only comedian Shane Moss. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks. Nice You're to returning be back. back to the podcast, but yeah. this time I have a studio. Oh, very fancy. She's evolved. Yeah. <laughs> um so do you do you say do you refer to yourself as the third she, sometimes uh, if i feel like yeah, it if yeah. i was if i feel a little like yeah. fun yeah i'll refer to myself as she third okay. person all right i'm into it i'm <laughs> keeping keeping you on your toes he likes it yeah <laughs> he likes it <laughs> that's amazing um i'm so excited to have you on you are doing a residency at yeah. Meow Wolf. Yeah, Area 15. Area 15. Vegas. Let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And in fact, I just I found out this is just um, 
this just happened this morning. I just added some warm-up shows in LA this Friday. Really? At uh, the Creative Technology Center. It's this like weird little place that you would never find, and and it's uh, it's in this uh, what's the name? Some brewery place that it's like some old historic brewery that no longer makes beer, and now it's just this artist collective space. That's awesome. With all these different studios and these people that do like dome and visual arts for a living have the studio so they can prep stuff for big festivals and stuff like that. So they have a dome in there and a big LED screen. That's and everything. so cool. And the guy that's doing the digital, uh, the main digital artist and doing a lot of VJing, video jocking stuff for my show because it's a immersive psychedelic comedy show that's called so The cool. Better Trip. Um, it's, it's at a studio. So it's just a small, like 50 seats. Um, so we're doing a couple, we did some run throughs last weekend and now we're, we did the first shows with added visuals this last weekend. Awesome. So we're like, let's add a couple more because it was evolving every single show. And yeah. it's cool because it's not like the, the show isn't like set and stuff. Like I don't need to be locked into the, 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 the visuals background. and stuff yeah. because he's looping things and morphing things so I can riff and I can stop and I can like comment on what's happening and have them change things. That's sick. Moment. It's really cool. Um, yeah. So you, you're going to do shows this weekend? Yeah, this in LA? weekend in LA. What's the date on Friday? You know? It's the 31st. The 31st. 31st. Yeah, okay. news to me. I also don't. Comedians <laughs> don't. We don't even we know what day worst. it is or who we are. <laughs> or who we are. I'm like, um, it could be it could be Wednesday for all I fucking know. Can you look up on the phone who we are? <laughs> read, read our Wikipedia pages to us. Um, yeah, and then, and, and so my Vegas residency at Area 15 starts on april 23rd psychedelic sundays psychedelic sundays every sunday except they just notified me today that they need to change one to a monday in in may so so just go to shanemoss.com and you'll find it but um yeah it's uh so you got to see some of the more immersive spaces i got i did the area 15 you got me a unicorn pass and i was loving it you got a unicorn they haven't (laughs) given me a unicorn yeah they gave me a unicorn pass i was ziplining i was having the time of my life (laughs) i took mushrooms i was by myself on mushrooms ziplining i was like fuck it yolo yeah that's amazing how'd you like omega mart Omega Mart was amazing. Yeah, it's it's so so for for listeners, um, uh, there's the Meow Wolf is this big artist collective that uh, that they started in Santa Fe in like 2008 or something like that. And I've been dying to go. Yeah, and it's like 250 people total that have uh, they started making these big huge art installations and these weird trippy immersive things and then they got their own space back in like 2016 or something george rr R. martin um game of thrones uh leased us a bowling alley for them no in, in santa fe because he's he's from santa fe and like buys up some property and makes cool things there and so that was their first space and it's this crazy interesting immersive thing and then the, then their new one is in Vegas in the Area 15. It's they're the they're the main thing in Area 15, Omega Mart, which is like it's like if uh, 
like Andy Warhol and Salvador Dali made like a satirical yeah. grocery store or something. Yeah. And you go through a cooler and then you're in like this whole alien world and a portal has opened and it's bleeding through into this grocery store. And it's like, so cool. Yeah. It was so much fun. I had the best time. It was like, I was like, I want to live there. It's like an alien supermarket. Kind yeah. Of, because it's all outer space theme, right? In yeah, the yeah. Yeah, so I I did a I emceed a psychedelic conference there because I do a lot of psychedelic comedy shows, um, and this is like a year and a half ago, and I saw their space um, where they have like the moving Van Gogh exhibits and those sort where it's all four walls and, and yes, dimension. I was like, you guys need an immersive psychedelic comedy show here, and I do psychedelic comedy shows, and so we put it together, and uh, and now it's launching in a smaller. Uh, room to start with just one screen to build it for the big room with all four uh, That's screens if everything crazy. goes well. Yeah. So you're starting it in the small room, but then you want to move to the bigger one. They wanted me to start in the big one right away. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's intimidating to like, I, I, I need to, I can't just plan out what the visuals are going to like. I need to, I'm a comic. I, I need, need to, to work get my through hours. things yeah, and I gotta, figure yeah. out. Like, like I have all the material, but just not combined with visuals. And so right. that's a whole other process. And that's a different thing. Yeah. Cause you're like, different do you call out the visual? Like it's crowd work. I'm sometimes. figuring that out. <laughs> I just had the first runs of it and like learning little things. Like I was turning, I was on the side of the stage at first so people could see the whole screen. And then it was like, I was narrating the screen the whole time. And uh-huh. I'm like, Oh, I got to be in the center because then it's just like around me. So people don't need to shift their attention and yeah, yeah, like yeah. little things like that, that I'm thinking. That's why we added a couple more test shows so I can keep that's on awesome. tweaking. But it's really cool. It's like a ton of visionary artists from around the country contributing. And uh, that's so cool. And you did, you did comedy central tales from the trip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the creator of that show, Grant Lindahl, uh, he's, contributing a bunch of visuals and everything to the making a bunch of animation for the show that's so cool yeah yeah my my last tour was the inspiration for tales for the, the trip that's yeah. so cool i'm <laughs> so, so he's, excited he's for you on a bunch of things so that's it's so really fun. fun yeah i I'm like so that excited. you combined uh, you oftentimes integrate art into what you're doing yeah because you have your other podcasts yeah yeah mind under matter yes an amazing artist and uh and i'm getting other artists involved in that as well i've been working with visual artists and things for a long time and i was looking to put together immersive things i was starting to do that before covid and then it got interrupted and then and then but that was it was tricky because I was I do science shows too, not just psychedelic yeah. shows. I have a science podcast called Here We Are, and uh, psychedelics is just the one that's a bit more popular than yeah, yeah. hearing about insects or the biology <laughs> or whatever. Unfortunately, I wish it was the other way around, but uh, it is what it is. And um, and so uh, I, I was like I was traveling from city to city with I'd have projectors and stuff. So if a venue didn't have things, That's I would so get there hours crazy. ahead of time and be setting up things and like changing sound. It's, it was like, it was a lot of work. Every single city, it was like a new venue to figure out how to display things and make things work. And it was like four cities a week. Uh, no, I can't even imagine that because even just like setting up a tripod, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Not tonight. I don't need to record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't I won't set up a tripod because I hate watching myself anyway. So I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do it. That's why my social media is so abysmal. I'm because like, I never do the work of 
putting putting it's the clips so together. much. Luckily, I have Xavier. He helps me. Do you like watching your set? Mo most no. comics are like, oh, you're supposed to watch your sets and everything. And like, I've been a comedian no. for over 18 years, I think now. And I still am like, no, thank you. But the thought of watching my set to pick clips is like, I just yeah. got a, a chill up my spine. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I th My idea of who I am is so different than who I appear to be when I watch myself on video. Yeah. Do you have that? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I mean, one, our voices sound different to us because we're right. we're hearing them through our own, like vibrating off of our jawbones and Ooh. stuff. And then we hear what everyone else hears. And we're like, That's, I don't sound like that, do I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm just hypercritical which i guess is the reason why you're supposed to watch yourself so you can be like i don't like that mannerism i'm going to change it and i'm like i actually i'll take a i'll take a imperfect mannerism over hating myself yeah same i mean because i don't know and also, like, if there's moments of the set that you didn't like, and then you're like, I don't, I want to see what went wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I don't know, and I, I don't, I, I also don't do like much crowd work ever, and so that's like the hot thing of like, yeah, crowd someone work. where they're probably oh, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to do more of it just for that because you're like that's supposed what to. to do. Uh. It's, 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 I, I don't know. I guess I'm like. If some stubborn purist or something like that. I've always had like a chip on my shoulder of like, I have to be unique and creative and, only, <laughs> and I don't like what everyone else is doing. I think I'm a little rigid in that thinking, but I do. I, I scroll through the Instagram and see like, Comics that I love, and I'm like, but you're only showing the thing Your where it's like uh, comedian Owens Heckler. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> no. if you did. <laughs> I don't like it because all of a sudden, you know, you're going to the audience, which is always unpredictable. Like, I like depending on myself. That's why I'm on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I start talking to you. I don't know what your job is. It could get weird as fuck. I also don't care. Like, yeah. I, I like, I'm, 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 I, I like to th think I'm like decent on podcasts. And so there's yeah. something about a hit record. I, you know, I have, I've interest in science and things that gives me a unique perspective. Sure. But like in a, it, like crowd work is like small talk and I'm not like a small talky kind yeah. of person. And so. And it's like, I have material that I want to do. Yeah. So I don't. Like I've been working on this material for the last I however know. many years. I'd like to say it out loud without some drunk interrupting me. And it's, <laughs> I thought we were like, it was the whole, when I started in 2004, there was already, people were starting to learn that like, hey, I should, uh, what what if I come and heckle? Am I he uh, helping you? And they were starting to learn that that's not helping. Right. And now people are going to think that that's helping again to yell out things. Like, but I saw on TikTok, uh, hey, if yeah. I yell out a stupid thing, you'll get a million views. And I, that was... I would rather you just not yell out a stupid hey, thing and yeah. I'll take 200 views. Uh, yeah, please don't yell out a stupid <laughs> thing. So I have to stop and tell you to shut up. Uh, yeah. And then have it's a ever, weird. Have you ever lost it? <laughs> what? Have you ever lost it? On people? 
I have, but not in a long time. Yeah, when I first started, too. I, I just I like I already feel weird telling someone to shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but sometimes you have to. Yeah, yeah, and it's always it's always um, a lot of times it'll happen where there'll be someone like toward the frontish, and it's a table. Yeah. Be, and a lot of times there's no. People think heckling is the big deal. A lot of times it's just table talk or people being distracted. Yes. Sometimes people will even be like saying positive, you know, that you, you told some story and they're like, oh, this reminds me of this time. But now yeah, yeah. you see other tables around them now, like turning and looking and being distracted by them. And I'll like try to give looks and like do material, yeah. like subtle things. And, and then and then I'll amplify where I'm like, hey. Yeah, you know, like that yeah. real subtle, yeah, that like no one else even notices. Just to like the table, to like very politely, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And then after a while, like twenty minutes will go by, and I'm like, hey, now I, I got to stop the show and address this. And now the people in the back that had no idea any of this is going on, like, wow, Shane really has a short fuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look like such a dick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lose-lose situation. And and that's, I'll tell you, I very much enjoy the psychedelic audience for that. I actually, I wasn't sure if I was going to do psychedelic material anymore. Like, I'm more interested in my science stuff. This opportunity came up and I was like, well, this is my dream to combine it with all the art and the visuals and everything. So, like, I'm going to make this happen. Um, but I, I got a little, I was like, I don't necessarily want to be pigeonholed as the psychedelic guy. It's not my main interest anyway. Um, but the audiences are like very special. They're just like, they're so polite and nice, but they're, they're, you know, usually a little more intelligent than other people. They're, uh, they don't drink as heavily. They drink and have fun and catch a buzz, but they don't get like out of control smashed. And it's just. They're just such an ideal audience. (laughs) That's awesome. Because I'll draw science audiences, and they're awesome, and I can do, it's it's like, oh, I want to do smarter material, and then I'll get in front of, like, a real science-y crowd. I'm like, oh, no, now I have to do very smart material. (laughs) There's, like, people much smarter than me in this room. And I like having to, uh, you know, raise the bar a little bit. Yeah, evolve. the, the science crowd can sometimes be like a little buttoned up and sometimes I want to do like an anal joke and, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, you came here for science jokes. No. So, and, and whereas the psychedelic audience, it's just the perfect mix of everything. There's, there's, they're, they're smart, they're polite, they're open, they're down to like, get weird or whatever they yeah. don't mind like an edgier joke or whatever right. they're, they're just such an ideal audience i love them right my neighbor actually is the one that told me about he you. was at my show <laughs> I know, he told, he yeah. Messaged me again. <laughs> yeah he came to my he came to my worst show there was that he so did? We plan, we, yeah we, we, pl- we planned the shows like this i just i just booked these shows this is Monday that we're recording. I booked these shows for Friday because we're just like scrambling to warm right, up things. Right, right, right. So it's like five days notice. And so it was uh, It was same sort of situation uh, where we booked like seven shows, like a week's notice. And one of them only had like 20 people out of, it's a small space, like 50. Um, and, then, and then there was, I hope the person isn't watching. So there's one half of the room that your neighbor was on. And they're, yeah, and they're really yeah, great. The yeah. other half of the room, I had everyone move up and there was a, 
there was a deaf person with a sign language person like right in the front row and then everyone so everyone else behind them was just like watching the sign no. language the the whole time and I can't be like hey can you move your sign language to the <laughs> to the back so it's not distracting No you can't do that. <laughs> you can't at all. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so distracting it, probably. It it distra- have Over you, have, the have top. you done that? Have you seen had the sign language? I did a show. The- I did a show one time where there was a sign language interpreter on stage with me, mm-hmm. and I had a joke about cock rings, and then like That's <laughs> watching good. the sign language interpreter interpreter do cock ring. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was amazing, and my set was videoed, and I was like, "This is gonna be the best clip ever!" Like, I finally have a clip that I can post. Like, so excited! I get home, I you can only see me, not the interpret interpreter. Oh, so I couldn't even post it, and it was so funny because I kept saying "cock ring" just so that she would do it again and again because it was so ridiculous looking. Sign language is so cool. I, I, I love that video. The person that did the fake sign language. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Well, well, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it went viral, so, right? It was yeah, like so. <laughs> can you imagine the balls? That's just so such, oh, of course it was Florida. Uh, yeah, of course it was Florida. Look at the confidence on her face. That's incredible. We press. Uh, um, you gotta pr- press the play. We'll <laughs> This this is what my emerge uh, psychedelic shows me yelling at my like, guys. Why, why is it paused play. right now? Interpreter accused of signing. That's so convincing. She's doing it. She's doing She's it with good. such confidence. <laughs> I would be so bad. This woman, we received over five. She is making it. It's so good. Oh my god! I can't stop watching it. Here, here's here's a fun sign language thing. So there's um there's. So sign language has some puns. Okay. In it. Okay. This, and this is like the only sign language that I know. There's puns so in sign language. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is a pun. Like, I don't think anyone's ever fully gotten it. Lots of people have gotten very, very close. Okay. Um, I'll break it down. So okay. first off, what's this? That can't be good. Uh, Squeeze. <laughs> um no milk yep okay. Okay, okay 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 now now combine milk squeeze where is it going like <laughs> i have no idea where the- <laughs> it's pasteurized milk oh pasteurized milk isn't that crazy yeah that is that is crazy <laughs> so i guess they have these weird like puns and stuff inside pasteurized <laughs> milk <laughs> that's yeah. so weird how did you learn that um it was a i think that was my favorite scientist is this guy robert sapolsky out of stanford he has a he has a before like Online courses were really popular. They just set up cameras in his class like years ago. 
and it's a human behavioral biology class. It will change your life. It's like 22 classes or something like that. Is it you watch it? There's no like homework assigned. It's just amazing lectures. He's hilarious. He's like funnier than almost any comic. And and he explains science. He's a genius. He's my favorite scientist that there is. What does he explain? Like what about him? What about what he's teaching? Is He does. He is a neuroscientist and a primatologist. So he is a neuroscientist scientist um most of the time and then three months out of the year for he hasn't he hasn't he's getting older and he he hasn't been doing it the last few years but for every summer he would go to um i think kenya or some somewhere in africa he would study baboons and and stress levels and so his whole he has a his most famous book or at least was uh was a book called why zebras um don't get ulcers and it's all about, i've heard of, i've heard about yeah this and it's it's all about um how all of our stress response systems and like every mammal is essentially the same and so you um for for example a, both a zebra, a, a lion will chase after a zebra and they're both having the exact same stress response in terms of like what hormones are releasing cortisol and this and that. And what it's doing is mobilizing energy from away from digestion and things like that and towards and into muscles instead. Like, uh-huh. We need to power the legs. This is, I don't need to digest. This is no time for a boner. It's, uh-huh. it's about delegating energy. And then when the zebra gets away or whatever, it then it goes into this parasympathetic. It dials everything back down, and you go back into this homeostasis, and the Justin uh, uh, comes back online, and that zebra can start eating again and stuff. And with with his main thing is like in humans, because we can think so far into the future, we can activate that same stress response thinking about our four hundred one k or like uh, getting owned by a heckler next yeah, month or yeah, something yeah. like that. And so there isn't there's not as much of a opportunity for um, for that parasympathetic response to dial down. It's just really easy for humans to stay chronically stressed. And and so you're preaching to the choir, Shane. Yeah. So it messes with our digestion, our sex drive, our our memory, all sorts of things. Creates cancer earlier, and um, and his that's a lot of his stuff, and then a lot of status stuff. So in baboons, like the 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 top guy um, will pick on the lower one, and then the lower one will pick on the one below them, and and all of these things, and and so he, and you don't want to be the guy on the bottom. The guy on the top doesn't always have it the best either because he's like always having to keep that place. Okay, okay. But but um, the guy at the bottom is chronically stressed all of the time because everyone's taking out. If, if someone bullies you, if you bully someone else back, it disperses stress. Very yeah, yeah, sad. yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's that just makes how sense. Primates work and baboons. Baboons model some human um, kind of status systems and things like so so you can go and you can go into like government jobs where there's like a real strict kind of status and not a lot of movement and measure um stress levels and the person in the mail room is experiencing the kind of same amount of chronic stress as that low run baboon that's crazy a lot of that stuff but he's he's a genius and studies all sorts of uh like mostly 
mostly the worst, saddest neurologic conditions like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. And so he's, he's like crazy. saving the world. He's amazing. And he's wow. funny. And, yeah, he's great. Robert Sapolsky. Can't say enough about the guy. Robert Sapolsky. Yeah. That's wild. Um, yeah, my therapist brings up uh, primates a lot. Yeah? Yeah, my psychiatrist. Just, she likes just, being a monk. Just uh, the, not in relation to you, just like talking about certain monkeys that she's been enjoying. <laughs> like, like, hey, have it. you seen this video? <laughs> <laughs> no, like in relation to me, but like explaining yeah, I mean, the way primates. that explaining the way that like men and women are in like relationships mm -hmm. and and stuff like that yeah and i was like absolutely. oh this alpha monkey <laughs> it's like okay sick <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that's i mean that's a main my first my first sciencey special was called mating season it was oh really on netflix it's now on amazon prime this is ages ago when netflix first started doing comedy specials and uh yeah it was all about that sort of stuff mating behavior is something that at least there was a period of time in Let's my life talk that about I the... knew more about it than like pretty much anyone. <laughs> the mating me. behavior of yeah, yeah. primates, of just mammals, and like I've 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 read like a six hundred page book about insect vaginas before. Like no, I know no. I know a lot about. <laughs> How mating about behavior. insect vaginas? <laughs> <laughs> mating behavior across pretty much all species. There's a lot of there's a lot of like common things that happen and parallels with a lot of species. And then there's things that are particular to humans. And and uh, yeah, there's all sorts of like uh, and and then it's also it's some of the stuff that's bubbling up now with like uh, there. You know, there's like academic freedom stuff that I know because I, I put out my special mating season mm -hmm. and it was unpopular with both sides of the aisle because, <laughs> because I would talk about, you know, um, gender difference, biological influences and gender differences. And, mm -hmm. and there's a, a misunderstanding that that means that they're determined or something like that. And that's not no scientist is saying that they're just, right. They're just saying like, hey, here's these are these observations that we're making. We're not like being prescriptive or anything. Right. And like, in fact, if you don't like that, if you don't like, I don't consider myself like some big alpha guy or like what, like there's, I, I get that people don't want to be like put into some sort of certain box. And so right. it's like, if you don't want to be, it's like actually very useful to know about some of these biological things that might prime you to like be a certain way or others to be a certain way so that you can catch yourself and be like, Oh, that's just some hormonal interactions happening. Oh, right. right. Now, like you know? can separate and see. Yeah. And then, and then, so, so like, uh, the right didn't like hearing about evolution and then the left <laughs> didn't like hearing about gender difference uh, right. stuff. And this was years ago. And then this is all bubbled up into this whole thing. And then there's a lot of grifters that are like, academia is not letting me say my thing and free speech. And it's like, it's usually a little overblown to like for attention in my opinion, but it's also a real thing that happens specifically like in, in academia but uh but it's it's endlessly fascinating like there's there's there are like basic things like um like some of the some of the early work in evolutionary biology and psychology with this stuff is this minimal parental investment theory this is why um uh, men and women uh, uh potentially have uh tend and no one's saying the other thing that you have to say is like 
you know, just because men are generally taller than women doesn't mean some women aren't taller than right. some men. Blah, right. blah, blah. Like There's this always, is, you know, yeah. we're talking about even if like this is the case in 60% of the population or whatever, it's significant. And so it's basically the, the species, you can look across any species and, and whatever gender of that species has the highest minimal cost of, of bearing offspring Okay. Which is almost always females. Okay. Is is going you know, in humans, nine months of pregnancy right. and everything else. Is so so that's like the minimum. Like like say there was no not that men don't contribute and everything else in a lot of cases, but the minimum is a load. Right. And the minimum a lady would have to do is give birth and like maybe someone else could take care of it. But just that like very, very, very minimum yeah, that's higher. Fucked. And so, <laughs> so the gender that has a higher um, cost of, of minimal investment is typically going to be much more selective, and the other gender typically going oh, to be doing a lot more. Oh, that's interesting. So you know, like male stags will be like bashing each other's heads. They only do that during mating season. Males and females don't have a whole lot to do with one another during the rest of the year, and then uh, females uh, become fertile, and the males grow their uh their racks just for that time really oh they're 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 a pain in the ass they get caught in trees and everything else they just grow them just for that time to bash each other's oh no heads in to impress the ladies and then then they fall off after mating season and stuff but like also i'm supposed to be impressed with you bashing in someone else that's the thing it's 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 maybe so a lot of species so in in humans, it's different in different species. So in some species, it's like, oh, this 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 thing is showing signs of being able to provide or find resources, right. that okay. sort of thing. So in in a deer population, if all you're getting out of uh, dude is sperm, then it better be like the highest quality sperm. And and so then there's these ideas of how to test that is through these kind of honest indicators of fitness. And it's, it's, there's this idea of this handicapping principle, which is you intentionally, um, you, you intentionally make things harder than they need to be just to advertise just how fit you are. <laughs> You're so, like, pick me. I have good dick. Look what I can do. Yeah. Or, or you, you spend like tens of thousands of dollars more on a car because it has this emblem that shows that like, Hey, I'm so good at accruing resources that I can burn them conspicuously. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah. Things like that. Okay. And, and so, so that's a lot of what you'll see in male behavior. Like the male peacock feather was the, the first that that inspired some of these earlier ideas of like why is the females don't have them because they're stupid. They weigh the females down. They stick out to predators. They can't fly very well with these with these huge plumages. <laughs> um, and 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 so like the females are are built for like sensibly to like fly around. The females are ugly like the ducks. And well, but they they it's don't get eaten. Fair. It, but the males have this <laughs> stupid, this stupid thing that yeah, is like yeah, yeah, weighing yeah, yeah. them down and getting them eaten left and right. And a, a plumage is the dumbest thing that you could have on you. <laughs> I love so it, though, the, from like a fashion perspective. I know, exactly. <laughs> so this is a riddle, which is like, what is the utility in that? Mm-hmm. And it's exactly that it's like, it's exceptionally costly. And it's also <laughs> hard to, it's hard to get symmetrical. So if, if a peacock has like... Um, 
if it's had like been sick and had like parasitic loads and stuff like that, it won't have as symmetrical of a tail. So this is yeah. a thing that a female can can sniff out, look at and measure and be like, okay, that's the most symmetrical. And this is an indicator that they, they probably have a good combination of genes plus have navigated the environment in a way that with success that they haven't like injured themselves a lot or gotten too sick or, or whatever else. So I'll be like, oh, get your weak feathers away from me. And, and males, <laughs> exactly. Like males, not as discerning. So, so like they'll do studies right. with turkeys and turkeys. And it's really interesting too, because it's just, it, it picks up on something over time. I think it's called a snood, that weird thing that's coming down off of the turkey thing yeah 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 and the females like it it turns out it's right next door to the gene for that is right next door to a gene that's really good for their immune system and so all that it is this happens by mistake so a female some female that just happens to be kinky and attracted to this weird (laughs) thing on the nose is just going to happen to inherit a better immune system for their offspring and the females that she has will happen to have a preference for that thing the males will happen to have a little more of that thing. And then that's how evolutionary arms races um, work. And, and so, um, and, and so then, uh, so the males will, or so, so you can put a bunch of males on display for a female and go, the female will like walk around to each um, thing and like, look at the plumage and like, look at how it's chest no. is and stuff. And then, <laughs> It will sit by like one in particular and be like, okay, I want this one. The males, they can't figure out what a male's even looking for. Like they've made, they've made fake females just like styrofoam and a head <laughs> and like a crappy plumage and dudes like, eh, whatever. And then, and then they'll like make it all wonky and change the plumage. So it's like sideways on it and male will take like a little while longer and be like, Eh, I'll give I it a guess. shot. You can't get a, you, the, the dudes won't stop banging like this styrofoam no. ball. Like you have to like take the tail feathers, put them over here, the head, like separate it, put it over here. And then the no. guy's like, ah, better, I better not. No. Yeah. Cause it's just like, it's just a batch. There's no real cost to like throwing a batch in. You That's know? so funny. So there's all these things that lead to that. And then, and then, so then in humans, um, that, that ends up being uh, driving our psychology in different ways. So we have these various cognitive biases, like there's a smoke alarm up there and uh, that smoke alarm's been engineered to be biased. You can't build a, better, a, a perfect smoke alarm, so it can err in one of two ways. It can either go off when it's not supposed to. Well, the worst. That's annoying. But what's even worse than that is if it doesn't go off when it's supposed to and people die and buildings burn. Yeah, that would be worse. And so, <laughs> and so they, they intentionally bias smoke alarms to be overly sensitive because there's a lower cost involved to a false positive than a false negative. And so, and our minds have evolved in this same way. So, um, so one of the things that was predicted from this, this is um, some early work of a good friend of mine, Marty Hazelton. She's at UCLA. She um, she does this uh, error management, just like what that smoke alarm is called, and and taking like what we knew about biology and mating behavior and testing it out. So she did a study that uh, they they'd have people on speed dates, uh-huh. male and female, and then they'd also have a male and female like watching them like through a mirror or watching video afterwards or whatever, seven minute speed date. And 
and um, and the uh, afterwards they ask like the male and female like how it went and mm-hmm. the, and the female be like ah it's just being nice and the female watching be like I think she is just being nice and both males will be like oh she wanted it no <laughs> because there's for guys there's a, there's a lower cost and a missed opportunity okay uh, so so if, if if I if there's a female that might be interested and I assume that she's not and I don't pursue that's like evolutionarily that's pretend that's potentially missing out on an opportunity for my genes to pass like right. a million years into the future whereas if if um if I misperceive interest by a female like this eh, awkward or whatever but there's just a higher cost involved so there's individual differences you know some people are shyer or whatever else but this is just like overall this is what you find but I believe this. There's also a thing of uh, of sexual regrets, the difference between males and females generally. Okay, what's you, the difference? You, you ask you ask males and females about like to tell t- to talk about some sexual regrets, and it's probably going to uh, make all sorts of sense when you hear it. Um, males sexual regrets are typically about the ones that got away. Okay. The females, can you guess, are typically about the uh, uh, um, times that they had sex that they wish they hadn't. Yeah, uh, they, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, like, yeah. ah, the time I banged the football team. We're uh, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's usually the females regret the guys. They're like, oh, if I would have just, oh, I could have got the one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so, wild. So. I made some mistakes. Sexual regrets are real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, Hmm, well it's oh sorry (laughs) no just sometimes when you're like i remember like in my 20s i had lots of sexual regrets now i'm more selective with my energy yeah (laughs) yeah i mean well when you're younger too you gotta like figure out what you want more and everything and and but there's also it's also weird with modern humans because this is the first time in i mean 4.6 billion years that a thing like birth control has been around humans have been around for 200,000 years and now there's birth control and so there's not as much of a cost there's even condoms and things so there's there's not even the same std cost there's not the same risk yeah 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 but 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 you still have this same old biology that's like, like you probably shouldn't, if you, you know, you didn't get a kid from that. If you didn't get an STD from that or whatever, there's like no reason for you necessarily to be ruminating on those past experiences, but good luck telling that to your brain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So that's the sort of stuff. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, Wait, so you read a book on insect vaginas? Insects are really interesting. So. <laughs> Why are they so interesting? Well, they... Uh, they look like little aliens. Like your grasshopper. Exactly. I'm like, you're from another planet. That's the thing. People are like obsessed with it. Oh, what if there's aliens out there? So I was like, dude, just watch planet Earth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? It, yeah. What do you think a grasshopper <laughs> is? It's yeah. all like, why aren't... Yeah, that's as alien as a thing gets. It's right in front of you. You just take it for granted because it's I don't know. Some people just want like um, they care more about the unknown or whatever than I'm more passionate about learning more about the known world. I think it's underappreciated. Like, yeah, there's this bug with antennas. Yeah. 
But it's alien as fuck. Yeah, exactly. So why don't you pull up uh, um, Google damsel fly penis for me? Damsel uh, fly this penis? This is the best penis that there is. Whoa. So you're going to be so impressed. Don't get too worked I'm, up. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. Um, go to the one on the top left there. Yep. Huge. So these... So basically, um, <laughs> this is gets into like the sperm competition stuff. So, okay. so, so these males aren't sticking around to raise kids or anything. And so, typical, typical. <laughs> and females, fuck they boys, have, <laughs> fuck boy flies. <laughs> exactly. And females, they have all of these different chambers, so they okay. can store a bunch of different dudes' spunk. So you can That's be like, sick. you can yeah. pick and choose, <laughs> and you have it for a lifetime, and then you go, no. you you release some eggs, and you go like, yeah, let's see how cute these kids are, you know, and see how they do, and so you know if they're duds or whatever, then you go like, oh, I'll try a different one. <laughs> That's and, and the environment's always shifting, so different like what genes work in one environment might not work in another. So a stud in one environment might not be in some other environment. So Whoa. the females can kind of pick and choose and do like trial and error, but they, but the prediction is, and so. This uh, is but, crazy. But if you're a male, and, and so, so insects are insanely promiscuous. And so um, if you're, but if you're a male insect, you want to have, um, you want as many of your genes being passed on. This this male wants as much of his sperm being used. So there's this evolutionary arms race. Yeah, that's how they bone. By the way, it's like that's them fucking. Yeah, yeah. They uh, dude puts it right in her neck. It's what? Yeah. What? Can oh, you pull that up? On. Make it bigger. It, it's whoa. It, in the you've, neck? You've, yeah, you've never tried a little neck sex? <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's getting fucked in the neck? Yep. Oh, dragonfly sex is a very conspicuous event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so so there's so what happens is is that there's incentive for females to mate with as many different guys as possible. Okay. There's incentive for males to compete with males and and do things to give their sperm an advantage. And this isn't a conscious thing. These are just like little copying errors that evolve over time that get selected for by accident. And like like the environment or whatever just favors one or the other. Sometimes it's it doesn't mean it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the best genes have went extinct long ago. Just sometimes the bad ones luck out or whatever. But basically, generally the the males then um have these so go back to that first picture so so the males the do um because the females bang in a bunch of other dudes this this dick unravels these are forceps that that guy uses to scoop out other guys no, sperm no no yeah yeah no yeah yeah and uh and then no yeah and then some species they they scooping out another man's cum with your forceps on your dick. Actually, there's some speculation <laughs> that be, because so so basically the the rule is is that the more promiscuous females are in a given species, the um the the more sophisticated the male genitalia will be like a 
like a gorilla has a very tiny penis and it has testicles on the inside because gorillas fight for okay. mates and then the top guy just gets all of the mate his size doesn't genital okay. size doesn't matter at all it's just whatever guy won all of the fights is is the top guy he mates with all the females okay and so you don't want testicles on the outside of your body that's a stupid place to have them yeah, in a yeah. fight and they have just tiny tiny penises and um and whereas other primates that have um like bonobos, for example, that bang a lot, have more sophisticated genitalia for a lot of different reasons. Want testicles on the outside of the body mean more sperm. So if there's if there's multiple males sleeping with a female, if you have more sperm, you're getting more shots in the lottery. It only mm -hmm. takes one sperm mm -hmm. to impregnate a lady, but we're having millions of sperm in a in a given load, and and then the shape of the 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 head. Um, like in, it's speculated that could have been used to like suck out no some others no like squids or octopus do that right yeah, there's a lot of species that have yeah. something like that and so that no. yeah so the 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 damselfly they'll have all d different species have different things but often they'll have a little cement package that they shoot in afterwards so they'll have like uh, my sperm not all of it not all of human sperm is for fertility. Some of it is kamikaze sperm that kills off other sperm. Wait, like humans? In humans, yeah, yeah. And Wait, not, not all what? of it is fertile, yeah. And and so a lot of species that. have things like this. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And um and so so yeah, this guy'll scoop out sperm, blasted thing it. That's it's scooping it's, out sperm with your penis is a lot, and then cementing a lady up afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's just to buy it time. Is it? It's uh, <gasps> it, it's it's sometimes referred to as corking. Um, corking. Hon honeybees do this. A male honeybee dies after every single time it has, if it's lucky enough to. The female flies way up in the air to test the guy. There's always a fucking test. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, he, you know, you got to test the best flyer. The female's uh -huh. much, much faster than the males are, and they got to chase her and stuff. And then she'll select a guy. And then uh, because she's going to mate with many other males, um, when the guy's done, his testicles explode. And then his, and his, uh, his, his junk just pops right into her no, vagina no, and no. plugs it up for a little while. No, no. So that other guys. And then, so then how this evolutionary. Plugs it up. Uh, yeah, plugs it up. And then. Wait, he puts his dick inside me and then he dies. And then I'm walking it, it around breaks with his it dick off. Literally, <laughs> literally no, breaks it off. No, Yeah, no. I mean, and then it falls out of bed. So then there's like evolutionary arms races for you to be able to like get, wiggle it out or like for other guys to be able to pull it out afterwards. So there's, Wait, there's what? new opportunities it for that. It would be so fucked up if a new guy would have to pull out a former guy's penis to yeah. fuck you. Yeah, it, it, that is and it also sick. like I would I would look at it too to be to see how I like measured up to like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like oh this is intimidating or um but yeah so that's, this little thing this is what was blocking you up like that's fucking crazy to me yeah so these are these are just some of the I understand why you got into outcomes. this yeah <laughs> the cementing part was rough. Endlessly. <laughs> if someone cemented up my pussy after, I'd be like, ah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. 
Science is a lot. What about um? <laughs> science is a <laughs> lot would be a fun name for a podcast. Yeah, science, science is, is a, a lot. lot. <laughs> Just all the most disturbing yeah. things about science. Yeah. Seahorses. What do you know about those? I know the so, men have the babies. The so yeah the the females inject their eggs into the male. The mar- and the male carries those eggs to fruition. I would and love so that. because the males have. Um, the higher cost of of uh, that minimal parental investment, the females are actually the ones that compete for the males and like do all the sophisticated dancing and stuff like that. And then really? in, in humans, you see that there's like a lot more, you know, in like a lot of species like penguins and stuff. There's a there's a lot more symmetry and you know the different various advertising and stuff for, uh, because like males, uh, females. Uh, through evolutionary time, selected males that were hot, better at contributing and stuff like that. And then there's always, there's always like um, ways of cheating the system. And so there's this uh, nursery web spider that the the females like gifts. Um, okay. Believe it or not, okay. I don't know if you can. Yeah. It seems yeah. bizarre and alien, but the, <laughs> yeah, the females yeah, yeah. enjoy gifts okay. usually in the in the sense of food, and um, and so the males will will, uh, you know, bring some big piece of food for the female. But nursery web spiders, they'll even dress it up a little bit and they'll wrap what it up. What do you mean? Yeah, with, with, the, with their silk. They'll, they'll wrap it up and make a little present for the female. They wrap the little treat up? Yeah. and I love that. Well, <laughs> it's kind of sneaky. Why? Because some of the males will just wrap up a thing, a bunch, and it's actually not that great of a gift sometimes it's just like a shell or something and there wasn't even food in there and they just wrapped up a whole thing and the females tearing it open and while the guy's banging and and then before she realizes like this is a cubic zirconia <laughs> yeah yeah he, yeah fuck he's you already in there yeah <laughs> Cheapskate. It's, it's sneaky so you gotta watch out <laughs> and That's so there's a lot of things crazy. like that a lot of males die in insects um australian redback spider um uh, the, the again the female female is much larger she's not going to be getting anything out of the guy so the guys actually offer themselves as a as a gift to the female um and the female will start eating like the female has her uh her her vag she has two of them basically on each side of her mouth and her vagina is so, by her mouth. Yeah, so she's got two pussies on her face. Yeah, you have to put in like mating, um, maybe. Yeah, she has two face pussies. That's insane. Yeah, and so he starts feeding himself to her while he bangs. No, <laughs> while she's eating him, and no, and he has to do like a dance just to be selected to be eaten by no. this female, and no. then no. the the female will often like spit him out halfway eaten, and he'll have to do another dance like no. half eaten for her to <laughs> no. be like, okay, that's a nice half body dance, and no. then she'll let him bang no. the other side of his. No. Mouth. And that guy, that's he dies living his best life. That's how that's what he's that's what he's built for. That's everything. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Dude, if I had two pussies on my face, I would not be podcasting. I, I, well, because <laughs> you wouldn't make it down the street. <laughs> I mean, I'd be busy getting face fucked. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god, that's wild, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. What other weird facts do you have for me? <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, what do you want to know about? It, it's, I mean, it, it I don't know. Maybe something like monogamous, like penguins or something. Pen something pen sweet. Yeah, there's all, <laughs> something there's all like sorts cute. of sweet things. Um, <laughs> something yeah. without two face pussies. <laughs> so, so lame. You don't want to, more two face. Uh, well, everyone's well, got their own things. Kink. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, monogamy is. I guess I'm like a dark kind of person. I, I I like I like seeing like the tragic aspects of, of science of life, just generally. <laughs> you so do. I, I, I do. Yeah, I think I always have. It feels real. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I I I was born in a uh, like a pleasant ish a small outside of this little city called La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I had like a aw shucks kind of wholesome Pleasantville upbringing. upbringing, and I just like never fit into it, and I always like my catholic upbringing and, and oh yeah catholicism was... will really fuck you up. Yeah. yeah i like a little darkness too let's be honest yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little bit and and so like so i hope this doesn't you know um me out too but but there's there's a lot of monogamy's dead strange when it ha it's not that it's strange it, <laughs> it makes sense it's just that there's so few species that do, do it. it and it's just that females through things like you know selecting for a guy that will provide food or whatever and then things like birds started selecting for guys that would show signs of like returning with food and <laughs> and we all want them to return <laughs> and so there there was historically it was birds you would you would look and and you would you would think like oh they're these like super monogamous species that's that's Birds probably model human mating in a lot of ways more than almost any other species, even even most primates. And because they are like pretty monogamous, but they later found out through like DNA testing and stuff of eggs that there's not, not as <laughs> they're socially monogamous. They pair bond, you know, they have they often have a mate. Um for uh for life ish for and events yeah we got invited to a wedding we'll shoot we'll go together but <laughs> i still fuck other bitches <laughs> yeah and other men well there's incentive for so so what'll happen is like the tens typically pair off with the tens the nines with the nines the eights with the eights okay and so on and then you get That's down to stay the in fours. your lanes <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's you know you, you four with a you know, you got someone with like a little wonky wing, maybe pairs with someone with like a missing toe or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you know, everyone finds love. And but but there's um but there's incentive um for females okay. that are like lower in ranking that are paired with like a three or something like that. There's incentive to get genes from uh, a higher value male. And so they'll often sneak off. And, and if you're like 
a male that's like a nine or a 10 and you see a female, like she might only be a three, but whatever, it's just a little sperm. Yeah. It's still yeah. your genes going off. And not only that, but it's being raised by some other dude, some other dudes putting the investment into and like going and getting the waking up early for the worms and everything else. And no, so the birds are pigs too. Yeah. The birds are pigs too. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, and who's the bet? Is it males or females that are the pigs in that situation? It's hard to say to me. It's just math. It just looks like math, but, but it's crazy. It's, but yeah, so there's, so cuckolding is, is, is like, <laughs> it's like somewhere between like eight and 25%, depending on the species in, in birds. You want to hear something very dark. There's lots like, of cucks. Yeah, I do want to hear something very dark. It's, there is a species that, that is completely monogamous of birds. I forget the species. And they but, die young. Um, well, <laughs> something like that. What? Right. It, it's well, it actually goes to, sh it, it might it's speculative that that it might say something like dark about our modern human condition. Okay. Which is that um and what a way to end the show. I'm going <laughs> to bum you out so much. I'm, I'm ready, not, I'm ready. Like this hasn't been well tested. Uh it's just more or less an I can a very it. interesting mm -hmm. idea. No, I'm just I'm just saying that it's it's like like I wouldn't want someone to be like this is a fact. Anyhow, there's a there's a species of birds. It's completely monogamous you get together with a male and female get together and they're together for life except in the case I'm when scared. after that first mating season mm -hmm. um the female doesn't produce and then they ended up breaking up and the, and that's and it's not it's necessarily like, that you're the barren <laughs> I gotta uh, oh, go. that's, that's not even necessarily the case it's it's a lot of times that there's um there, there's just a compatibility issue. Okay. So that female might be very fertile with another male. That that male might be very fertile with another female. But something about there is actually in, in humans. There's um, you like the way that guys smell sometimes. If you notice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so there's and other times exactly. I'm and like, you please, it, it, I can't with the aromas. And you can't <laughs> always tell from looking at a guy. No, so like if you have females judge males' faces. Um, in studies to like often come to a consensus ish of like what they're attracted to. But if you have females judge like smells of a, of shirts that guys had been wearing, females will be all over the map on what they prefer. And it has to do with this. It's called this major histocompatibility gene, which is, which is that it's, it's good to have diverse, um, a, a diverse immune system in, in, in genes and, um, and, uh, it, you know, this is probably explains why there's like such an attraction to like, you know, mixed race couples and everything else and, and potentially, but, um, but there's, there's, so there's this idea that, that you'll have different, but compatible genes, the more different they are, the more you're offsetting um, things in the environment, Vi viruses are always trying to pick the locks in the immune system. So if you have someone from like a very different region, you're going to switch up those locks a lot more. So, um, so, uh, so females that pick shirts, they'll test DNA and everything. And it turns out that they have like very compatible, this major histocompatibility. That's why like one guy might smell good to you, might not smell good to another, right, right. another lady. And so there's just sometimes incompatibility. So this, these birds will break up, go out and try to find love 
somewhere else. So, so that breaking up, there has to be some psychological, because no birds doing the calculations and being like, wait, I did this. It's just, there would have to be some psychological, like, thing that's on like ah i don't i don't really like her anymore yeah, yeah. or or she's like ah he's so messy i'm getting yeah, out of here yeah. tell themselves some other conscious story of what's going on because right. they don't understand these underlying mechanisms none of us are consciously aware of this stuff and and they split up and so the the here's the dark thing is that potentially because of birth control what's happening is that in our modern era we're banging away. You'll you'll meet someone. You're banging. You're banging, and and then like you know, a year and a half goes by, and subconsciously you're going like, uh, why this isn't leading to yeah. a pregnancy like it's supposed to? Like you consciously you're not trying to have kids, right? But your subconscious is picking up on this, and so so perhaps this is called the mate rejection hypothesis. Perhaps you j- just start like picking up on things and being like more and more critical of, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you have like a real good year. Uh, yeah. And I've then, had a few real good oh, years. Oh, me too. <laughs> and then like right around 18 months or so, you start seeing some problems. Some flags. Popping up here and there. Those flags might always been there, but you didn't notice them before. Right. And maybe they aren't even that big of a flag, but it's just, perhaps it's this, that you're being primed by this. That may or not, may not be true, but it's a really compelling idea. It certainly explains all of my past relationships <laughs> as a serial monogamous person. And every time I'm like, this person forever. Uh, and then like a year and a half, two years goes by. I do I, that too. Yeah. I go, this is, this is the one. <laughs> yeah. Got news. This, this one, this one's the one. Definitely the one. And my mom's like, I can't ride this roller coaster with you anymore. <laughs> That's how you know when you, you, <laughs> Oh, do you have siblings? I have a sister. Yeah. Is she? Did did she have? Does she have kids? No, she doesn't have kids. So your mom is she? My mom upset about the she wants grandkids. Well, and no, stuff, she says she that cool? she just doesn't want to get attached. Doesn't want to. Okay. And she doesn't want to hear like all their stories. Yeah. Because there's yeah. always a new one with like there's some story and drama because that's and I tell her everything because we're really close. Yeah. Um. And so like she's like wait till it's been six months before you start. <laughs> coming to me with them oh, because you always uh, think yeah. that this one's going to be the one yeah. and, and they're not so she said i can't ride this roller coaster with you i said Bitch, how <laughs> I do you think i feel how do you fucking think i feel debbie I'm the one riding the roller coaster. Come on, Deb. Be fun. You get you gave birth to this roller coaster, Deb. You can at least hear what it has to say That's about the I'm experience. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sweetie. Um, well, this was so much fun. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I learned so much. Oh, I feel awesome. smarter. That doesn't happen often. So my 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 psychedelic show is also it's a mix of um science and comedy it's just, so it's more informative than your average comedy show but i'm also very funny and <laughs> um and so but it's a it's a fun mix it's a solo show and it's combining art and everything else too cool. it starts april 31st or nope sorry april 23rd um uh psychedelic sundays um, at area 15 area 15 and we've already confirmed so it's a six-week trial run just in case there's like we're not figuring out the marketing and we need to adjust or, or whatever. But as long as the first two shows go well, they're just going to keep on extending so it cool. with consistency. And, and that's it's in a small room with one screen so we can build out the more elaborate. And that 
assuming the shows go well and they're feeling that that could be happening as early as this summer that it would be in the bigger, bigger room that's the, so cool with the all four walls and a whole yes. 360 would it be like in the experience aluminarium room like that um cool. exactly like they have this portal space um but yeah then and then they but yeah but where, where you saw the aluminarium oh, it, that yeah, was a cool. room exactly like that yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, and then for your shows in LA this weekend, just remind people. Creative again. Technology Center show at six thirty and nine o'clock on Friday. I am just at the at the time. This is like four or five days notice or something like right. that that we're booking these. So it's just a small fifty seat. It's like a fun experimental. It's it's actually mind blowing. The VJ that I'm working with, like I can just go off on a riff and he'll just immediately like, I can just be like, show me birds. And then he'll just, it'll just be That's like so cool. birds everywhere. And then we can like play with things in the moment and stuff. It's That's really so awesome. fun. If you're in LA, go see him. Yeah. And if you're in Vegas, go see him in April guys. Um, and then what's your Instagram? At Shane underscore Moss. Okay. We'll M-A-U-S-S. link to it. Yeah. And we'll yeah. link to your podcast too. Thanks so much. Yeah, here we are as the science one. If you like that, Mind Under Matters, the more comedy philosophy one. Hell yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Shank. We'll see you next week. Subscribe, rate, review. Um, You can find me here every Wednesday on Shank and then every Monday on This Bitch. And I'm coming to Austin, Texas next week, baby. Uh, April 7th, I'm headlining at Vulcan Gas Co. And I will be in Texas doing spots all next week as well. And uh, subscribe to the Patreon, rate, review, follow me at Princess Shank for show dates. And uh, that's our episode. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah.